Friday. I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is Important Not Important, science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. Hit subscribe right now to get this newsletter every Friday, plus my conversations with the world's smartest people on most Mondays. You can find the email version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com newsletter. The link is also in your show notes. A quick message from management. Important Not Important is 100% independent and mostly reader-supported. The newsletter is free to everyone, which is awesome, but to pay it forward and support our work, to get weekly deep-dive essays from me and guests, to connect with other listeners like you, and get an invitation to our community in the delightful comment section, please consider becoming a paid member for just $5 a month. Visit importantnotimportant.com membership to become a member today. It's Friday, September 23rd, 2022. In climate change news, after IRA, a whole lot of companies are finally actually gearing up to do what they're here to do, build a brand new clean economy. And that means it's time for some accountability. All the pretenders who've flooded funds with bullshit ESG and net zero claims the past few years, and the asset managers who've knowingly fueled them, are finally feeling some serious heat. The European central banks limiting purchases of long-term debt by ESG frauds and pumping up companies who meet more stringent and third-party verified requirements. Also, Morningstar found hundreds of funds that failed to qualify under the Article 9 label, which, to be fair, is a little fluid, but basically says 90% of your investments must be sustainable. Meanwhile, fast fashion's real environmental impact is under intense scrutiny, and heavy industry is going to be a bear to decarbonize. Europe's almost 20-year-old carbon market is just priced too damn low to matter. And Italy, which may be fascist-adjacent again early next week, wants a referendum on the EU's decision to mandate EV sales by 2035. In the E part of ESG, it's time to build. There's six awesome companies going ham on clean energy, EVs, and battery tech in the U.S., including award-winning rebranded Kia, we need to build a hell of a lot more buildings in empty city spaces and parking lots. For the first time, there's more clean energy jobs in the U.S. than fossil fuel jobs, but pay is lagging. The U.S.'s EV charging infrastructure has, how do I put this kindly, a lot of room for improvement. Finally, Manchin's permitting deal is going to fail. How can we help build more clean power lines without fueling more fossil fuel infrastructure? Damn it. Here's what we can do. Our friends over at Protocol put together some actually excellent tips for your company to drastically and more inclusively improve on sustainability measures. In COVID news, this is our big one this week. Is COVID over? Let's back up. The parameters for defining over have boiled down to a predictably and quintessentially American question. Instead of asking, how can I help? We're asking, what does over mean for me? For many individuals, and especially younger people, people who aren't immunocompromised, aren't already living with long COVID or caring for someone in either case, this virus finally resembles something like the flu, thanks to vaccines and boosters, treatments, prior exposures, and of course the privilege to deal with all of the above without, say, losing their job. Congrats, you're free, for now. But for the country as a whole, as a community, this virus wildly but probably finitely transmissible and eternally evasive means a current death rate of about 400 people a day, mostly the elderly and the historically marginalized, 
Plus, of course, thousands with mild sickness who are unable to go to work or are forced to go to work and thus giving it to others. So that's where we are. But what does 400 people dying a day look like in context and in practice? How do we quantify this stage we're calling over? Well, averaged out over the course of a year, 400 deaths a day is around 140,000 new deaths a year, new, i.e. arguably wouldn't have happened before 2020, which is three times as deadly as a typical flu year, making it the new third or fourth leading cause of death in the country. And as writer David Wallace-Wells recently noted, that's more than die each year from diabetes, pneumonia, or kidney disease. Now, for those auditory or visual learners among us, imagine aliens nuke everyone in Michigan Stadium, plus half, every year from now on. Picture that. Now, some more context. Imagine if those same aliens had nuked three of Michigan stadiums for each of the past two years. It's horrifying, I know, but that's what happened. Now there's good news. After the best of us put up a pretty good fight, the aliens promised to nuke only one stadium a year going forward. Huzzah! And even better news, we discovered a series of injections that would almost guarantee that anyone who receives them would not end up evaporated in that one stadium. Further, the government, who really didn't explain very well how communities could protect one another from the aliens, causing enormous death and confusion, celebrated the scientific achievement by making those injections free, and even mandating them wherever they could, for as long as they could, to build immunity against the aliens in as many of us as they could. But their bumbling efforts could only go so far, because the aliens are smarter than we are, and more importantly, we are who we thought we were. The result? Despite, idiotically, only a third of us taking the government up on their latest and more improved injection offer, we, having normalized the larger numbers, one stadium is far less than three stadiums, and eager to live each of our individual lives again, breathed a sigh of relief, accepted one stadium a year as the new baseline, and told the aliens, deal. That's what I mean by over. Look. COVID is almost certainly never going to fully go away, like many of us, including me, hoped it would when we saw those first vaccine trucks get on the road. But for folks who are more vulnerable, who face more daily exposure risk, like teachers, medical workers, service workers, or just truly don't want this fucking thing, like me, I'm going to keep fighting to bring this thing down until it is much closer to the flu, which, to be clear, we need to keep bringing way down, too. Here's what the hell we can do. If it's been three to six months since your last infection or booster, try to find the new one and bring your friends and family too. Teamwork makes the dream work, especially against aliens or viruses. In food and water news, 47 truly horrible people got rightfully slapped with federal charges this week for defrauding $250 million intended to feed low-income children during the pandemic. A delight. From the Washington Post. Federal prosecutors said the defendants, a network of individuals and organizations tied to Feeding Our Future, a nonprofit operating in Minnesota, and in some cases obtained federal pandemic funds in the names of children who did not exist, and then spent that money on luxury cars, houses, and other personal purchases. Look, Batman is very problematic, but kid crimes, and generally these types of monsters and monstrous operations, lead me to occasionally empathize with selective vigilante justice. I'm mostly kidding, of course, but this is science for people who give a shit. You subscribed, and so maybe you get where I'm coming from. Alas, instead of molding my own bulletproof rubber suits, I started a newsletter and podcast, 
often standing on the shoulders of real investigative journalists. Here we are. Billions of dollars were wasted and abused while good people tried to feed kids and families during a terrifying pandemic. And so I'm glad The Post and others are chasing it down. Yeah, maybe we should more carefully distribute emergency funds the next time a pandemic rolls around and kills a few million people. Maybe that is the lesson. Or maybe we should just build a country where kids have access to food no matter what. Let's do this. Here's what the hell we can do about it. You can feed some families tonight through our friends at Feeding America. In health and bio news, in 2021, 7,506 people died of opioid toxicity in Canada. In the United States, overdose deaths, mostly driven by fentanyl, were 108,000. As both nations wrestle with a wildly overcomplicated problem, including litigating and dramatizing the shit out of major offenders that I simply cannot summarize in 250 words or less, our more centralized northern neighbors are giving a new idea a try. Safer supply. From Stat News. At the light-filled Parkdale Queen West Community Health Center, clients receive prescriptions for government-funded pharmaceutical-grade opioids they can use to feel the euphoric hit provided by drugs or at least ward off withdrawal instead of having to rely on street drugs. The program, called Safer Supply, is part of an expanding movement in Canada to counter the increasingly treacherous drug supply. So the goal mostly, then, is to prevent overdoses, to make time and room for real treatments. But as the article makes clear, these programs are not without detractors or real risks, including the fact that patients are still actively being prescribed the thing that's killing them and so many others. On the other hand, these drugs are so addicting and street versions have become so prevalent and dangerous, we have to try whatever we possibly can, something the federalized U.S. is simply not set up to do. Here's what we can do. If you know someone dealing with an opioid addiction, let's get them some help. Our new friends at Power can help find a related clinical trial near you. In computer news, it's not every day I'm able to serve up a timely headline about surveillance and avatar, but here we are. My headline, I see you. So let's finish the week with a quick wrap-up of the many ways surveillance is increasing around the world and what the hell we can do about it. Last week, I described how U.S. border agents are building a database from your phone and my phone and everybody else's that's accessible to virtually all of their agents all of the time. New York has decided to install two security cameras on every subway car to fend off crime and welcome back hesitant riders. And the governor said, and I quote, You think Big Brother's watching you on the subway? You're absolutely right. That's our intent. Well, the New York Times published another incredible visual report on Russia's vast surveillance state. California's new online privacy law aimed to protect kids is complicated. And this will surprise you. But American churches have urged members to install anti-pornography apps so that members can police other members of their online activity from sin. That's great. So here's what we can do. Look, like climate change, among the most effective things we can do together is to talk about it. So I'd like you to read, share, and subscribe to The Markup, a nonprofit newsroom that investigates how powerful institutions are using technology to change our society. Finally, Here's 10 things from my notebook. Number one, CRISPR was easy. Now it's hard. Why? Number two, the YouTube dislike buttons don't actually do anything. Number three, the NIH's brain initiative will create the most detailed ever human brain atlas. Number four, can daily breathing training work as well as medicine to reduce your blood pressure? Number five, California banned toxic new fossil gas furnaces and water heaters by 2030. Number six, 
LAUSD will stock schools with overdose reversal drugs after a string of devastating opioid deaths. Number seven, Mike Bloomberg's going to war against plastic. Number eight, the first public database of fossil fuel infrastructure is here. And number nine, you can compare it against a very cool new global renewables watch tool. Number 10, another one for the nerds, Biotime now exists, which is a time series for quantifying and understanding biodiversity change. That's it for the news this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's news and tips straight to your feed. To go deeper, of course, visit importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thanks for being a part of our community, and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend. 